Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Slam Fire Radio. This is episode 460 for June 16th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel. I'm another host, Kyle. I'm another one of your hosts, pulling up a show notes, Dave. And I'm the final host, Mo. Sorry, I was late, guys. I'm all, I'm all, gross, and, I'm all gross and sweaty because I just finished mowing the lawn and then like ran into the house and grabbed my water and came down here. <laughs> Isn't there supposed to be like a twister going through like Toronto? Like... I was promised like one mayhem. Can one can hope. <laughs> one can hope. One can hope. I saw. I saw hail, heavy wind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, lightning. We got nothing here. Mm. We got uh, nothing up here. It was supposed to be tornadoes, but a friend did send me from the Shelburne area. Uh, Michelle D did send me a picture last night of like grim-looking clouds. Like I'm like, if I saw those clouds, I would run. Like they were freaky, freaky deaky. Hmm. All right. What we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now they have Burris thermal scopes in stock. So if you want to like pretend to like cosplay as the predator uh, while you're hunting those coyotes, uh, you can pull out one of these uh, Burris BTC 35s or BTC 50s changes based on the optic size, the objective size. And they're right around forty two hundred or fifty two hundred bucks for clip-ons. No, they have one for three grand. But like, if you want to be the predator, it's not going to be it's not going to be cheap. So it's just keeping out on the predator cosplay. Frankly, you spent all the money on guns you're going to spend on pistols lately. So why not go Mm. blow a bunch of money on something awesome? Yeah, you can put the thermal on a pistol. I don't know what that can do. Oh, if you got a Desert Eagle, that'd be awesome. Oh, oh that'd be sweet. Oh. Like a deagle with a thermal sight. Mm, yeah, yeah, of course. Hunting, it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I see a thermal signature. That's probably a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Something's over there. Oh, man. Well, maybe if you're oh, hunting with thermal, you're less likely to shoot a human. Oh, yeah, yeah horses. Little, Forgot little about Crank that. someone's yeah. horse or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Hello, Tim. Uh, why don't we start off with uh, Dave? Dave, why don't you tell us what you did in guns this week? <laughs> <laughs> I figured out how to break the CFC, the Canadian Firearms Center, it to get did. more people through, it and it worked for Mo. It did. So it, I, it did. It did. <laughs> I uh, I started making a list last week, and I was really paying attention to what was going on on Canadian Gun Nuts and on Facebook, and what people were saying. And people were placing thousands of calls to the normal number, the one four two, and then just getting randomly put on hold, hung up on, just not getting through. It was awful. But a few people mentioned that they called one six one, which is the non restricted BS new thing where you have to get a transfer number. 
So I thought, well, that's interesting. So I kept calling that number and I couldn't get through, but I was so annoyed calling the main number that I, at least here I got a person I could talk to who'd tell me now. Yeah. So that was cool. And uh, then somebody said yes after like five calls. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So it, this is an actual thing because there was all kinds of speculation on gun nuts that this was like a government conspiracy. There were like RCMP <laughs> plants on the forums because most of those guys are nuts, right? So whatever. Um, and justifiably so because the government is out to get you. So it's not paranoia. But uh, so it was interesting. So I started making a list. Every time I called, I wrote down somebody who said, yes, I can do a restricted transfer. And I wrote down the names of people who said no. And then I took that entire experience and I put it into a forum post on Gun Nuts and on the CCFR. And so far, the Gun Nuts post has had about 330, I think it's 3,800 hits last I looked. And it's Very got nice. a ton of replies. Um so I'd said, here's what you need to do to optimize your chances with option one, which is the normal line where you get put on hold, how to time zone cheat, how to set up an auto dialer on your phone so you don't have to go through the menu manually. And then option two was my little method where you call 161 and if it's somebody on the yes list or somebody you haven't talked to yet, you ask them about a restricted transfer. And if somebody on the no list, you just hang up instantly without even talking to them. So apparently they're getting kind of pissed off about that. <laughs> But I've gotten emails from dozens of people last week and DMs uh, updating the list and dozens and dozens of people have uh, have written me and saying that they got through after like mm -hmm. weeks of sitting on hold. So it does work. It does. So if you go on Gun Nuts and you search in the C21 forum for a thread called How I Got Through to the CFC Multiple Times in One Day, and it's on the CCFR Facebook uh, page as well. Uh, give it a read if you're still drowned your answers. It works better than sitting on hold and getting hung up on. So there you go. That's what I did. I broke the government. Good for you. I was talking you. to uh, Trevor, and he was saying that they're getting 100,000 calls a day right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, wow. I believe it. I believe yeah. it. I totally yeah. believe it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I believe it. Perfect. <laughs> Sorry, that was me. Anything else, Dave? No, that's uh, that's pretty much all I did. So I did get a uh, I did get myself a shadow, found one, an SPO one. So now I'm going to have matching shadows in case everything, anything ever happens to my uh, competition pistol. Because I was sitting there thinking, eh, I may not buy another one. I've got my competition pistol, whatever. And I thought, what what happens if I crack a frame or I don't know yeah. something happens to it? You're screwed. Like you you're done. That's it. Game over. So I, uh, I bought another matching shadow one and uh, I got a, uh, an optic ready Glock as well. Nice. I always wanted a Glock 17 and I never have owned Glock. So I sold a nickel plated sissy pistol and uh, bought a Glock. <laughs> nice. That's it. How about you, Kyle? What have you been up to? Uh, got the rest of my transfers in. So now I'm nice. just waiting for guns to be shipped. Sweet. On saturday i had a company sporting clay match so friday night yeah friday night i threw a company? few briskets on Com yeah, company, company for, for work yeah Very so, nice. Nice. people from other parts of the country are like what <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about company so, sporting clays other parts of the country you do like a uh golf tournament or whatever we go yeah. out and shoot sporting clays yeah oh cool. alberta <laughs> Is this something you do with your company on a regular basis? Are these other every gun year. owners? Or... Oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah, every year. And uh, every year I put on a few briskets for it. 
And yeah, we go shoot some sporting clays, get some meat sweats, and have a good time. That's awesome. Meats and clays. It's very Alberta. Yeah. Yeah. Meat sweats <laughs> and shotguns. I need to move out yeah. there. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So I, I shot a decent match. Like a, well, for me, it was a good match. Shot 65%. And uh, yeah, and then two of the three briskets I cooked ended up being the best cooks I, I've ever done on a brisket. So that was yeah. an added bonus. Cool. Yeah. And then Sunday I drove up to Peace River. They were having two three gun matches this weekend. So I drove up for the Sunday one. And yeah, it was good seeing a bunch of people because there was a bunch of people that I hadn't seen since the team match last year. But I uh, showed up and on the first stage, which was the, well, we'll call it the longer range stage, was my first stage of the day. And I made sure I was not going to win the match. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's good to get that out of the way on your first stage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it relieves the pressure for the rest of the match. Yeah. What, was, yeah. what was your technique? Yeah. What was your technique to make sure you didn't win? Uh, I shot a WK. Oh. <laughs> Man, you haven't, uh, you haven't been having a good time with that thing. <laughs> no, I hate it. I, no. I hate it. <laughs> you guys are not friends, clearly. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't know. We'll we'll see, but yeah, I absolutely we, hate it. I need Alberta Tactical. Can we can hmm? we guess what went wrong? Absolutely, take a guess. Okay, all right. Uh, it's, uh, I uh, Mo uh, Dave, you guys want to guess first? Hmm. <laughs> Is Dave still there? <laughs> da, 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 da. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, okay. I'm going to guess that your extractor pin walked. Nope. But nope. there was one okay. that day that did. Um, <laughs> not yours. Hmm. Okay. hmm. You're, I don't think you have enough rounds to crack the piston. So I don't think your piston broke on you. No. And I had that brass bushing. So the nylon piece mm-hmm. didn't break. Mm-hmm. Think charging more basic. Handle. Just charging make, handle. Make, nope. That's an SBI one. It's it's all good. Um, barrel nut. No, I just had it apart and torqued. <laughs> oh, I, okay, okay, no, I'm out of guesses. Feed. Then it would oh, not boy. feed. It was double feeding. Wouldn't feed at all. And started off the stage great. Changed mags and yeah, it. I fought with that for a while. It was double feeding. Was it extracting or it was picking up two rounds? Uh, I think actually the double feeds were kind of self-induced because it wasn't feeding in. Then I'd rack it and then it, in. <laughs> it might, maybe it wasn't chambering all the way. And then you rack. Actually, I know one. exactly what it was. It was my mags, but mm. I thought that this, this one, that the polymer mags were going to be okay. Cause peace river, they limit us to uh, 10 rounds. Mm-hmm. So I just pull out my pinned hex mags and that. And mm. when I was down in the States with it, when it did run, it ran the P mags just fine. I could put pressure mm. on them. Anything didn't over insert nothing. The hex mags were over inserting and they have to be in there perfect for it to actually feed right. So they so. don't feed right. In other words, no, they don't. They are, they are very finicky on their mags. So were you, you were winding up with two live rounds in the gun? 
Yeah. Like both, where where were the rounds ending up? Well, I would I was stopping it before it actually got wedged into the chamber. So you got uh, one in the chamber and one wedged up, so or they're riding like over it. riding over each other. And I'll be honest, I'm on the clock trying to clear it, so I wasn't studying <laughs> exactly what. <laughs> just trying to clear it and get back in. Tap rack, no time to think, <laughs> just tap rack it. Oh crap! Yeah, yeah. yeah. feed drop mag so, tap rack. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, maybe I'll get something to work for it, but I think I'm. I'll just take out my uh, my metal mags, my Beowulfs, and have to really pay attention to my loading with I'm shooting up here. Yeah, but, that sucks. Yeah. yeah, they suck absolutely. <laughs> I almost bought one because I saw somebody was selling the Gen ones for like nine hundred bucks or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I was blowing them up for that price. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, it's about a $900 gun. Really? Maybe it's not a twelve, thirteen hundred dollars gun. So I was tempted, but then I thought about all the problems angels had and use had and all the issues <laughs> I've seen on the range with them. And I'm like, I don't want to spend 900 bucks on a broken gun. Yeah. My issues are fixed. My issues oh, yeah? are fine. Fixing? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, is yours? Cool. Which gen is yours? Kyle? I'll talk about mine because I, I, oh, I got a gen one. Again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, that was the first stage, and okay. so the rest of the match, I just went to go right. fast mode and went faster than I should have, taking a lot of uh, downs and whatnot. It's <laughs> mm. a way to go, though. Yeah, just just fences. having fun with it. Yeah. Yep. Burn the house down. Yeah. Uh, there was one interesting stage, and at first, when they were given the stage description, I was like, "What the heck is this?" Because it it was like a paragraph long course of fire for d- describing what you needed to do, and like you're oh, when you're shooting here, your foot has to be touching this, or you have to be touching this, and the states of the guns didn't bother me. Like the rifle was unloaded, bolt forward. You had one shell in your shotgun; that wasn't a problem. It's just very dictating on exactly oh you have to be touching this board when you're shooting here oh okay what were they trying to do were they trying to get you to like shoot certain target arrays from certain spots i think they're just trying to mind fuck i don't know (laughs) (laughs) simple well the start of it and actually after shooting it like once you got it straight in your head it was it wasn't bad and the Mm -hmm. the start of it was kind of interesting it took a pencil and stabbed a target. So it kind of got dubbed the John Wick stage. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, it turned out it wasn't too bad. It's just I, I hate it when you have a paragraph long stage description. Guess what? There's your targets. That's what you want to shoot them with. Go for it. It's like the old joke where somebody's standing there and he goes, okay, you got the stage briefing ready and shooter ready. And up comes the neuralizer from uh, Men in Black. (laughs) Beep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was still, like I said, it was a fun day. And yeah, that's basically it for me. Uh, How about you, Mo? I went to uh, an IPSEC match in Grenville, Ontario on the Saturday. So it was two days after the the level three in Waterloo. Uh, So I drove straight there in the morning. Um, It was six six stages, uh, pretty good stages. Uh, Weather was nice. It wasn't too hot. So that was great. Um, Yeah. I did pretty well. I was happy. I was actually 
much more accurate than the level three, but the level three obviously had tougher, more challenging uh, distance and partials and stuff. Um, still working on moving a little bit faster than I am. So that's still a work in progress. Um, then I'm registered for another match uh, this Saturday in Stittsville, Ontario. So that should be, that should be good. Uh, as Dave mentioned, uh, I used his system, I actually ended up talking to him. And uh, I think it was 10 minutes after I spoke to him, I got somebody that answered the the six one extension for the transfers because I had sold my my shadow two, and uh, so yeah, the person answers and I said, "Do you do do you do restricted transfers?" And she said yes, and I was like the happiest boy on earth. I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, this is actually gonna happen!" I was like so happy. Marry me. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, how many such, calls did you have to do to get in? Uh, I don't know. I never counted my prop for two weeks. I might have done, I don't know, 500 calls. Like, and, and most of them oh, were wow. through that four, two, but I had tried the six one and uh, like the, the non restricted. And mm-hmm. I guess every person that I got happened to be on the do, you know, they don't do list. And uh, so finally, and even uh, even the, that day that I had called, it was the third person that, ended up being the person to, to do it. So the first two had said no. Um, good. So yeah, it was, it was such a relief. And then I set the info to the buyer. And uh, so now like, you know, it's on him to, to get to complete it, but at least I got my, por- my, my portion done. So I was happy about that. I got lucky when I talked to people there because I said, can I transfer some people in? The one check's like, yeah, absolutely. I got nothing else to do. So I ended up tra- I ended up conferencing in three guys and we transferred like, I don't even know, 40 guns. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I transferred them in by one by one, did the work job they had with me. And then I'm like, do you have anything else to transfer? The one guy's like, oh, yeah, I got a pile of numbers. And she's like, yeah, give them to me. That's cool. That's nice. nice. I mean, everyone, I have to say, everyone I talked to was very, very nice. So I didn't use your system of hanging up on people. I just can't do that. I'm sorry. I can't have somebody say hello and then just hang up on them. I just, Click. I can't. Time is money, friend. I know. But. Well, at least they're not doing it one per person. Like You only get one transfer on this phone call. Yeah, like no, the doctor's no, that- visits, only one. Ailment no, that, that would be torture. <laughs> uh, some of them are actually. There are some of them won't, won't let you transfer or conference people in, but most of them will. Hmm. Um, and then the, the last thing <clears throat> for me was I had not mentioned it. Uh, the Montreal match from like three weeks ago. I've lost track of it. Uh, <clears throat> they did uh, prizes at the end. And one of them was a gun, and they drew my name, so I won. Oh. But, but I found out that the gun I won is on the hunting gear guys do not buy list. So, well, you didn't buy it; you got given well, it. Yeah, <laughs> it was an MX10. Yeah. No, it's a Springfield XD9. So, oh, good God, no! Throw it out. Use it for a tent stake. <laughs> tie a, you, you tie. A, you just sharpen the front of it with a Dremel. And then you tie your tent, uh, your tent uh, line around the trigger guard, and hey. then just pound it into the ground. I was happy I won a gun. I never <laughs> thought I'd be winning a gun anywhere. So you that is cool. Do you have like a standard like combat pistol? Otherwise, no. So it's okay. uh, yeah. cool. Yeah, it, it fits. I guess it fits a, a slot then, right? So 
for would free, I have bought, would I have gone out and bought it myself? <laughs> no, but am I going to turn it turn it down that it's free? No, <laughs> no, that's nice uh, though. Yeah, and the, and yeah. Uh, for people Quebec from okay, now this is a, from a business transfer. I counted it was from when they initiated to when I got the email. It was nine business days, so I think hmm. that's pretty good because Ontario, I think, is two months now probably <laughs> oh i haven't seen anything and i'm not expecting to see anything for a long long time i'm surprised quebec was that fast yeah it was nine business days so <laughs> see in now, alberta mine were slow for alberta what oh yeah wait eight hours yeah, my, my transfer no actually it was for the mechanic it was like almost two weeks oh, oh okay like my transfers were like ontario time <laughs> oh okay Interesting. And then uh, my last thing is I also got in on the handgun Mageddon and actually bought a new pistol, something I really, really, really wanted. But I'm not going to I'm not going <clears> to <throat> tell you until I actually have it to show it. So I'll, I'll wait for i I'm just pre uh, teasing for a future show. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. It's something I really wanted and it, it became available like, it was on the CGN post that they got it in stock, and I jumped on it like immediately. So it's a total uh, drive, isn't it? Goes to your no, gold yeah, eagle. Gold it's eagle. a Terra Terra Nine. It's a no, kidding. <laughs> you bought an alien? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not an alien. Okay, I'm not going to say it now. Anyways, Desert uh, Eagle. What's that? Desert Eagle. No, gold plated. Is, is a Wrangler? No, it's probably a Wrangler. <laughs> You got to be in the club, buddy. But I was laughing that Tenda had, uh, I think I said it to you guys, Tenda had the Wranglers buy one, get the second one half off. So it was like a. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but who wants two Wranglers? Like, it was, like a, it was like a shoe sale, like a Payless shoe I know. Sale. I almost good for it. I'm like, you know what? And then I'm like, well, then I would have three. And unless I'm shooting a brace of them at a cowboy action match, what am I going to do with them? I can't I sell them. The one- I haven't even shot the one I bought. Yeah. No, neither have I. I just thought it was funny that the buy one, get a second one. Yeah. I can, I'm, I'm imagining they had like, you know, skids of skids them. Skids of them. And it's hard to, like the, the limiting factor right now is transfers. So yeah. if you sell them to one person, it's still just one transfer you're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. True. true. It would have been worth it before the ban announcement. Be like, hell yeah, mm-hmm. buy one, get one half price, sell it for like mm-hmm. 25% more. Good to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, eh, not so much. Um, so that's it for me. How about you, Adriel? <clears throat> uh, I did a bunch of things. So I did a three gun match at Sherwood Park on Sunday went with my oldest uh, boy, and uh, yeah, had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun with him. He, uh, he shot pretty well, and uh, I shot pretty well too. So this is like a, a single bay four stage kind of a day. And uh, so we ran a shoot squad and a reset squad. So if you're on reset squad, you're just doing resets, which gave us about like 10 people for the reset, which is great enough to like, oh, okay, yeah. you're, this is your job. This is your job. This is your job. If anyone needs to go to the bathroom, tell someone they'll do your job for you. And like fast resets. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just everyone helped with the, uh, with the full stage reconfigurations in between. And uh, yeah, it was all good. Um I got, well, I got first, my boy got like 16th or something like that, but like nice. he was running some pretty, pretty decent gamer gear. So that's uh, that, that makes a difference. Uh, How long before he's better than you? 
Mm. Next week. No, he's got a while. <laughs> he's got a while. All right. It's good though. Like um, you, like I, usually I was shooting before him, and like there, there was a couple stages where you either like need to move your feet and hustle, and he would move his feet and hustle. And nice. stage mm. breakdowns were okay. Yeah, they're like they're, there's parts that could be better, but like in general, he didn't have any uh, any catastrophes or anything like that. And that's nice. uh, that's all you can really hope for for a 14 year old, right? Yeah, no that's catastrophes. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I ordered some uh, Glock 48 mags from Rampart. It's like Rampart is like a. I think they just mostly sell stuff to cops. Have Glock 48 mags for the price that w- it was before the inflation and the bad times happened. So I bought three from them, and uh, those are in the mail. And then JF Gunworks, I think they, they must have listened to a show or something like that. They're like, "Hey, you want some Glock 48 mags uh, base pads?" I'm like, yeah, I do, because I kind of want this gun to like be my kid's gun. Because after shooting this match, he's like, okay, nine millimeter, 12 gauge. Let's go. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, the, the, the cool, I, I, I sent you guys some photos. The Glock 48, uh, just the way that the mags are sized on the gun, it runs in my Shadow 2 belt rig just fine. Because I've got the oh, really? Safari Land GLS. Um, which the Glock 48 has a thin uh, uh, trigger guard, so boop goes in just the same as my shadow. And then the mag pouches, I've got the uh, uh, the knockoffs of the Race Masters, and they just fit in there just perfect. So I could get them set up on that belt pretty quick, and then retire the 22 stuff to my uh, uh, to my 11 year old and that kind of a thing. So um, I don't know what to do for a rifle though, because I've got. I got my WSMCR right now. Maybe I'll run my M1 Garand and I'll run like Clipazine and shoot some 308 instead of the mm. 223. That'd be fun. Yeah. 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 That would be fun. And I got a, I got a boatload of 308. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, anyways, yeah. So they're like, hey, you want to try these base pads? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Send me some base pads. So they're sending me some base pads, which is neat. Uh, I've got a Sherwood Park maple seed coming up on Sunday. I'm not the shoot boss. I'm just going to be there for fun, I guess, to help. It's quite cool. Tom's going to run that one. Uh, I got my C71 receiver on the weekend as well. So um, Tristan from Spectre Ballistics was out there. That's where I got it from. And I've already mostly built it. There, There's, <laughs> the, uh, there's the green C71. And I had the stock, I had the barrel, I didn't have the trigger group, but then Cabela's had another sale, $99 for the uh, BX trigger. Mm-mm, got one of those, had the scope, had the everything else. So <clears throat> I need a bolt. <laughs> let, me know what you, let me know what you do for a bolt, because I've got a friend who wants my stainless steel 1022, and I've got all those parts into my Gucci little gray birch, so I'm going to strip them out, sell sell her the, the rifle, mm-hmm. and then I need some, some Gucci-er parts for my gray birch. Uh, I went non-Gucci for the bolt. I found someone on the local three-gun buy-sell group on Signal to uh, buy a bolt from. So I just, <clears> I'm, I'm just buying like a regular Ruger bolt. Hmm. Uh, that was the C71 the next one is I built a grey birch takedown on their Le Chassis Le Chassis Le Chassis it's very nice it's very nice uh, so it's a takedown 22 right um, so cool. I can grab this guy here give it a twist up comes the barrel 
There's the barrel, and there's the rest of it. And if I want to, I can uh, <clears throat> push up or down. I can't remember. Down, up, down. Mm. Try both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's down. There we go. And I can fold it. So then that. Look at that. And that. <clears throat> so into like a backpack or something like that. Yeah. I need a smaller scope on this thing. The scope is too big. Mm -hmm. Too big for a takedown. But uh, well, put a little red dot on that thing. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I got red dots. Yeah, red dot would be sweet on there. Uh no, I'm gonna put a one to four on there. I'm gonna put a one to four on here. Uh, uh, I've got a vortex uh, viper one to four. Then I'm gonna stick on the top of that. Sean's saying red dot. I already have a red dot one. I'll sh I'll show that one in a minute too. Um, I like this puck. It's got a adjustable length of pull. Just uh, that guy right there. You can pull it out. It's got the cheek rest can go fore or aft, and it can go up or down based on what you do with uh, with that stuff there. So you can adjust it pretty well to where you want it on your face. I haven't figured it out yet, but it's got a hole in the back here too, so that you can <coughs> torque the uh, the bottom of the rifle. Because like 1022s have this bad thing where they like rotate on the action screw. And then the back here, you can like pull it up or down. This oh, one's actually okay. got some decent tension on it, but that screw will keep it from yeah. uh, from moving at the back. Cool. But uh, I haven't got around to that yet. Oh, it takes a, a beaver tail grip. Nice. I think not enough rifles take the AR beaver tail grips, and I like it when I because you can hold your hands so much higher on it, right? Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. not like there's no part line or anything like that. It's just pure grip. Yeah. Never mind the fun of trying to find a decent aftermarket grip without the beaver tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a bunch of non beaver tail grips, but uh, it's so it's so nice when you can use them. Yeah, that's nice. Get your hand up, good and high. Yeah, I like that. I've got that. Oh, a lot of twenty two stuff. Holy, uh, <laughs> I ammo. It's good. Yeah. That's a Spectre. No, that's the uh, Grey Birch. That's a Grey Birch Le Chassis uh, takedown model. Um, my buddy actually has the non-takedown model. I think the takedown model is just a little bit heavier because they have to put some more meat right here where the where you like screw Because like these, the, the, there's like two screws here. That's all that's holding the barrel to the forend is just those two screws right there. So all this guy here is cantilevered off of just those two screws. Mm. So... <laughs> It needs to be a little bit beefier to uh, to handle that torsion there. Uh, and then I can't remember if I mentioned last week or not. I ordered some like ammo from Tenda and some mags and that kind of thing. I got some buddies who are like just buying uh, their first handgun. And then I've got my neighbor who wants some nine mil. So I just bought a whack of it and uh, hasn't been shipped yet. <laughs> it might be a while. <laughs> it might be a while. They got some other priorities. They might, they might ship their. Uh, their pistols first before getting to the uh to the ammo and mags and all that kind of stuff but whatever um and then i sold my i guess oh i, I sold some shadow grips and i sold my tm9 pending transfer so i'm gonna try uh dave's magic trick of 161 that's it right 161 yep burn down the system my friend burn i'm gonna down. try the 161 <laughs> and uh pretend I'm just a robot and if they can say yes then I'll go and then if no I'll just hang up and try again 
look at my yes and no list, my friend, and just hang up if it's if they're not on the yes list. <laughs> no, don't, hang, don't hang up. Time is time is friend. Time is don't, money, friend. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't hang up. <laughs> Mo, bless your heart. Do I'm going to be hanging up on those do people it. like all over the place. Hanging <laughs> <laughs> up on you in a heartbeat. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, so I gotta I gotta get that TM. Like I I don't personally care. Like I could sit on the shelf for forever for for all I care. It's just I I really don't need it. I really don't want it. If someone else out there doesn't have a handgun and they want it, so yeah, I would hope that they can have it and they can have something. Something's better than nothing, right? I sold my uh, one of mine. I had some World War One pistols and I sold them off because I just bought them just for interest sake and I played mm-hmm. with them a little bit. So I passed them on to collectors because better they're in filling holes in their collection than sitting in my gun safe not being shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got a, well, I still have a toker of back there, but it's like, it's one of the Zestava. It's, it's not like a historical collection piece or anything like that. And I still have some 762 by 25 and that stuff still might be cheap. So I kind of want to keep it. Yeah, I sold all my seven six two twenty five. I put up an ad for a Toker Rev, and a random guy emailed me and said, "Hey, got any ammo?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I got like two thousand rounds, and I got reloading dies, and I got brass coming out with the yang yang." Reloading. So met him up and uh, traded it all. So yeah, I had like two hundred rounds of uh, of uh, burden or um, burden prime brass. So burden boxer boxer brass. Burden. Yeah, boxer. I'm thinking burden. Standard brass seven twenty five. I know, right? Blowing my mind. <laughs> they make it, so it's expensive too. But I didn't need uh, it, so sold it all no, to this dude, you, and he scurried away with it. You buy like crappy, like <clears throat> surplus SMB for like way cheaper than nine mil. That's what you do with seven six two by twenty. You don't reload yeah. for it. This guy's going to. So he's he's now got dies and brass and a. Uh, ton of ammo so once he runs out of the ammo he'll uh, he'll be able to reload is it the, the 760 by 25 what's the real bore diameter on it can you run 308 projectiles in them oh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> only one way to find it i don't want like a 30 cal right can i just throw like some 130s in there some 145 147s some little boat tails in there. <laughs> what's the what's the twist rate on that barrel? <laughs> yeah, probably not that good. Probably not that good. All right, uh, and that's it for me. Three eleven. Three eleven. Well, SKS rounds, right? On yeah, thirty grain tails. Somebody hmm. says three eleven, and somebody else says they measured the factory ammo and it was three point oh six five. Uh, Whatever. Oh, Doug says yeah. go 180 grain. Yeah, it's a big chunk of 180 grain. grain. So that's a, you'll have to <laughs> load, load those deep in there. <laughs> oh, I don't know what kind of powder you'd be able to fit, but compressed load. <laughs> yeah, just send it. All right. Actually, I would love to get that in a little bolt gun. I think that would actually be really fun in a carbine. Hmm. Uh, a 180 grain 762 by 25 or just 762 by 25 762 by 25 in general i think would be kind of cool because it's a fairly snappy little mm. round so i think it'd be kind of cool in a carbine and not like a sequoia or whatever the hell those are i mean like a little bolt action bet somebody makes one a bolt action well ruger has <laughs> ruger has their uh 44 magnum bolt action and it's kind of weird hmm. yeah it like he uses like 44 44 mag uh, out of a rotary mag, 
Oh, I didn't really like the one like it was super lightweight because like there's no there's nothing for the action. The bolt doesn't need to move that far, right? Yeah. And sixty by twenty five. Yeah, that'd be really low power. That'd be, be easy. Like a to little, shoot. little twenty two would be nice. Practically, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's a little more zip. Zip. You got, All right. You upcoming events. For a couple minutes. All right. Sorry. Upcoming events are sponsored by Telos Alpha. Telos Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. They help with business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. Learn more at telosalpha.com. Uh, we have Maple Seed events available on uh, Maple Seed uh, Project right? Project Mapleseed.com. I don't know. Search Project Maple Seed. They're on the events there. Uh, I think we could talk about that. Uh, uh, the Caribou Classic. Oh, the do not be, talk about. <laughs> I think we can talk about it now. I don't know. It's on practice score, anyways. Go check it out. It's on 3gun.ca as well. So if you want to find 3gun events, go to 3gun.ca and uh, find them there. There's lots. Cool. Yeah. Uh, if you want to have a CCFR Women's Day at your range, email Kelly at slamfireradio at gmail.com and she'll send you her uh, her cheat sheet on uh, all that stuff. Uh, getting into the news, uh, we don't have any news this week. Uh, we had a whole list of stuff there, but I just deleted it because we talked about it last week. No, we didn't. I put news there. You put news there? I deleted yeah. your news. Okay, you, oh, you, no. talk, you talk about your news then. <laughs> Oh no! So there was a there was a story that an Ottawa Valley dude it was uh, basically oh, yeah, he he had a one. mental breakdown after you know his like his uh, like everybody died essentially mm-hmm. in his family and he just and had a COVID. really really bad time of it and COVID and so he did what you're supposed to do and he got help and he ended up getting institutionalized for a little bit and uh, cops seized his guns and when they got uh, they refused to give them back. Wow. So mm-hmm. he went to court, represented himself, which our friend Ian Runkle would highly recommend you do not do, but he managed to convince the judge that he was fine. And the, the, uh, the evidence that the Crown presented was apparently nothing, really. They couldn't prove he was a threat to anyone, and he was fine. His doctor said he was fine. So they had nothing on him. So they just, I guess, did it because... And uh, he ended up, uh, they ordered the uh, cops to give him his gun back. Good. Just to be wankers. Lifelong hunter. Yeah, yeah. it might have been. Yeah. yeah. And they had no yeah. proof he was a problem. So he ended up getting his guns back. So good on him. So Mr. Yeah, Stephen here from Ottawa Valley. Good job, buddy. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and, that other uh, news other, item? Yeah. So the... Liberals ram through their online censorship bill, which should alarm everyone. <clears throat> so if you sure haven't heard about that piece of crap, go give it a read. Are you they're talking repaired. C11 or the online harms one? Uh, is that C11? I know they're ramming it, it's C11, C11 right now. Yeah, it was C11, so it's <clears throat> uh, it's in front C11 of the puts this podcast under CRTC requirements, and yeah. uh, if we want to benefit, we have to do. CanCon uh, applications, which I've looked at and are a pain in the ass. Yeah. We like and need all our costs to show like they're Canadian and the people are Canadian and yeah. And we have to like, it's, it's built for Bell and CBC and other like Canadian producers to make money. It's not built for like small digital producers to make money. 
Um, actually, a lot of people on YouTube have been talking about it. Uh, Linus from yeah. uh, Linus Tech Tips recently just put a video out on it about how it's a total pain in the ass and uh, only a business as big as his uh, can really benefit from this kind of thing. All the small yeah. creators get stuffed with it. Well, and there's scary bits to it too. Uh, there were 150-ish amendments suggested by assorted people that they had, I guess, talked to about it, or people that were concerned. Last minute, it. they were trying to like ram experts. a bunch in, right? Exactly. Um, it allows them to, in theory, regulate, you know, Netflix and YouTube and Spotify and TikTok in order to promote Canadian content, which frankly, if your Canadian content is good, people will watch it. And if it sucks, it will die the death that it deserves. As, and Canadians as, are already as it should be, right? Yeah. yeah. Propped up. Uh, we already hit above our belt on YouTube and a lot of these a lot of the, the globally competitive things that aren't regulated right now, Canada's doing fine. If you if you look at the number of Canadian YouTubers who are uh, who are at the top, like there there's a bunch uh, of, uh, of of really and they're all complaining about this. They're all complaining about this. Yeah. There's one that does like uh, baby songs and that kind of thing. Which uh, well, you know, I saw that about, one. Yeah, Cat, ever have like baby a, songs or something? Yeah, if you ever have a kid, you'll realize why that's such a, a big thing. But uh, uh, she was like a, very much against this. Uh, Linus Tech Diffs, pretty much anyone who's who who's knows anything about this is against it. The only people who are, are for it so far that I've seen are uh, industry insiders who uh, will stand to benefit um, or uh, or the companies themselves who are obviously <laughs> making like boatloads of money off this thing. Yeah. they uh, A couple people were mentioning that um, it also regulates your content. So when you post stuff, or sorry, backing up one sec. So what Adriel's talking about there is they're upset because in order to qualify for Canadian content to be boosted in YouTube and all uh, Netflix and stuff, you need to pay all kinds of money and have paperwork. It's not that your stuff won't be there. It just may not come up when Canadian content is pushed to the top by our government. Yeah. It may not be Canadian enough for them either. Well, you have to prove it as Adriel said, yeah. right? which is paperwork and money. So you, your very successful Canadian baby, baby songs channel may get bumped down for Canadian viewers, as opposed to being at the top where it should be, based on its own merit, the uh, the work to do uh, to uh, uh, get CanCon approval for a weekly podcast is uh, is way too much. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, most people, Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys can do it? What do you guys want to do the no. CanCon application? I'm not really. Yeah. That's a lot of work. We'll make Kelly do it. Yeah. She's got <laughs> she got lots of time on her hands. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she can stop doing maple seed and do that. She loves paperwork too. Oh yeah, <laughs> who does it? <laughs> so the other uh, thing that they've got there yeah. is that it regulates your content. So in theory, and the liberals have said, of course, that they will not be enforcing this. It's part of the bill, but we're never going to use it yeah, because trust oh, us. Sure, I sure. Do. Yeah. But yeah, it regulates your speech. So if you post something on whatever you YouTube or you post Facebook comments like from what I'm seeing is that those are now under government scrutiny because they're uh, so you have to content. be monetized in some way. Oh, is that has the some sort of monetization, but that's not a big barrier on, on YouTube. You get a thousand subscribers and then all of a sudden yeah. you can flip the switch and Oh, CRTC regulated now. Yeah. And uh, on Twitch really early on, because as soon as you, yeah. as soon as you can make money from Easy. it, uh, you get a sponsor, you get product in kind, any of this kind of thing. It's now monetary. Now you are uh, within purview. 
So if we have bolt action coffee or somebody, technically, oh, we're we're well we'd fall under that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, government doesn't like guns, so I can just imagine what sorts of. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry, they won't do it. They're, it's we're good, we're fine, yeah. we're fine. Government's never lied to you before, never. <laughs> you're, you're good. Not even the uh, digital safety commissioner, who sounds like somebody right out of uh, 1984. So, mm. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't heard about Bill C11, go read about it, crap your pants, and then write everybody you can think to and complain just about. Go it on YouTube, watch all the people complaining about it. There's there lots of there's lots of producers that are complaining about it right now. I was thinking about doing a quick little video. Well, that's a good idea. It's terrible and terrifying. Mm-hmm. Gets worse and worse. All right, let's talk about something better. Um, if you're looking to help the CCFR with their upcoming court battle, send some email to send some money to finance at firearmrights.ca. You can do that with like EMT or whatever. Yep, donated last uh, week. New gun stuff. We talked about all these ones. I'm sure we talked about these ones. We did. I find a handgun. Like some of the stores are restocking. There are handguns. They have up their prices. They aren't necessarily gouging you. Um, some of the price. So uh, what the, the reason why I say that? Um, I saw a shadow. Someone was like, "Oh my god, they're selling shadow twos for sixteen hundred bucks." It was an optics ready, optics ready shadow. Um, that's probably regular price plus inflation. So if you're used to prices from last year or the year before, they're going to be going up because they all have to restock. All the restocks are going to be at whatever new rate they have to pay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they're not on sale either. <laughs> no, no, no point. No. I don't think they're um, gouging, but they're definitely not putting any of these things on sale. Unless it's a Wrangler, then it's on sale. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are on sale. I did see that SFRC um, has a whole bunch of, if you go to their website and go to their black gun section, they've got a bunch of black rifles on sale. They've got Chris Vectors for like 400 bucks off for some of them, 100 bucks huh. off WK180s. Uh, what else? They got uh, Ruger, uh, the PC Carbine 9mm takedown, non restricted hmm. for 120 bucks off. So, yeah, go take a look at SFRC. Nice people, and they have stuff on sale. So. Kyle, maybe you can buy like a dozen WKs, and then yeah, one carry of them a, might work out for you, or carry a brace of them on your back like a video game character, and just so like them what, as they every mag change is just a new rifle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> cowboy reload, <laughs> and then for your pistols, the Wranglers. <laughs> <laughs> just need your kids to follow you around, so you're not discarding equipment. So you just hand rifle. Drag the Bang. cart next New to rifle. <laughs> no, <laughs> drop them on the ground case. where they belong. Yeah. <laughs> kick them. Kick them. Just drive them in, you jammy. Just drive them into the ground like a stake. <laughs> there is one I'm going to end up being looking for. Is That's the PS90. Yeah. Mm. Cool. I, fi- I finally want one of those. <laughs> you finally want one. Yeah. You have the matching handgun? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's cool. All right, let's get on to the main topic. And for t- uh, this week's main topic, we thought we'd talk about 1022s again. Uh, but uh, this time, because everyone's in different stages of their 1022 build, maybe we can uh, we can talk about um, different enhancements you can do to your existing 1022 or what you can do just building right from scratch. Um, everyone here has a 22, right? 1022? Mm-hmm. Any 22? Oh, a part of one. A part of You've got a receiver, right? So yep. Half's got a receiver. 
Mo, you've got a just a regular, yeah, just a regular stock ten twenty two. And what do you use it for? I used it for the maple seed last year, and that was that was, (laughs) and uh, that was it. And I and oh, there's Dave's coming out there. Yep. I'm just imagining we're going to show off the fancy 1022s and Doug Rodenbush is in the chat screaming at his screen going, it's perfection. Why did you change it? Because <laughs> he's old and grumpy. Oh. <laughs> anyway, there's my, there's my stainless steel that I'm going to sell. I love the stock on this thing. It's just so pretty. Laminate. Hey, yeah. yeah From the factory cool. like that. Is that, is that a Ruger 1022 target? Uh, no, no, it's no? just a Ruger 1022 stainless, and it came with hmm. that uh, laminate stock. So cool. I don't know. I've never seen another one, but I like it. And then I got my my little Gucci gray birch, with the carbon fiber, which I built, had never shot, and then I went hunting and shot two partridges with it. So five oh, shots wow. to zero it, and then two shots into partridges. So it worked great. Uh, Doug says he built a gray birch forced ERPS as well. <laughs> that must have been painful, Doug. That must have hurt, hurt to do that. So I guess um, uh, when it comes to, uh, um, I think we should start with Kyle because Kyle's got the the least amount of ten twenty two. He owns one technically, uh, but uh, <laughs> legally <laughs> owns one. Yeah, but um, uh, maybe we should talk about like the the parts that go into building one and and some of the options there. So you have a, a gray birch receiver. That's got yeah. a rail on it. Is that a canted rail or is that just a straight rail? Uh, I believe it's straight. It's probably there. Yeah. So that, that one's not canted at all. So like um, for the listeners out there, uh, a canted rail would help in uh, getting a little bit more distance out of the scope. So uh, generally when, if, if you have a zero cant uh, uh, rail, then your scope is straight. And if you want to dial for extra elevation to shoot really far, you'll only have half of the adjustment left in your scope. But if you cant it down a little bit, then you get to use like more than half of the scope's adjustment. Mm. So you can uh, shoot further with a dial, dial to target further. Yeah. Mine's can't, mine's canty. I think it's 20 MOA. Well, I mean, and you can do it the rail or you could do it with the rings as well. That's another option. Um, I have yeah, the Burris uh, signature rings. These have these little shims in it, and that allows you to get a little bit more cant, or to get some cant in it if you uh, if you want to as well. I've Keep got in mind that mine, mine, I just have to find the. Uh, I have, I got it. Just came with one set of uh, the little inserts, so shims? I have to get get the shims for the whatever mm. I want to do. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can uh, you can run plus on the bottom of the back and minus on the bottom of the front, and that'll shifter on down and then you have to run the opposites on the on the tops to uh to even it out but uh, that does give you a little bit more a uh, little bit more range not that it's required for every use like that's only you know you don't need to run a canted base unless you're shooting really long distance with your 22 um so it's only really useful for like crps and uh showing off i guess shooting really far i guess you can use it for that kind of thing yep. so there's a receiver um dave do you have a fancy bolt do you have gucci bolts or are you just running rugers I have no bolt in the one because I took yeah, the bolt out of this thing empty. and I found out I was going hunting. So I'm like, ah, I need to build my fancy rifle. 
So I took my uh, I took my uh, my trigger group and my my stock stainless bolt and threw them into my uh, into my gray birch. But like I said, I'm going to sell that one, so I have to take the parts out of the gray birch and stick them in that mm-hmm. one, and get rid of it, and then I don't know what I'm going to get. I'm kind of like at this point, I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to. I've never really built like a fancy gun before, so I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna treat myself. I'm gonna get something that'll hopefully still work, but be Gucci. And then I can make fun of myself. Cause I make fun of people that do that. So, well, <laughs> I, I'm, I was just looking at bolts so I, I can give you some recos on that. Um, sure. the Ruger bolts, uh, are hard to find right now. Uh, Brownells sometimes has them for right around 40 bucks, or you can find if you can go on CGN, some people have replaced their bolt and you can get a, a stock Ruger bolt for, uh, uh, which uh, looks something like that. Uh, for 40, 50 bucks kind of a thing. Ruger's like one of the things that Ruger does extremely well is casting. So like all their parts are like cast parts that are then machined and that kind of thing. <laughs> so that like, that's the, the Ruger bolt in a nutshell. If you were to buy like a, a Gucci bolt, uh, Delask has kid bolts and then gray birch has their, their Gucci bolt. Their Gucci bolt has the charging handle as part of the bolt. Uh, so it's oh, not like a, a separate thing that you put on. Uh, whereas like uh, uh, the kid bolts, which uh, this one is one of the Delask bolts with like a diamond uh, cut to the face kind of a thing to make it look fancy or uh, mm-hmm. don't have the bolt as a part of it. The CNC bolts are easier to clean, I find, because the uh, mm. the cast ones are like are, are they have a texture to them that kind of holds the carbon in. Whereas the CNC ones, you just wipe it and it just cleans right off oh, interesting okay any other differences in them like different weights or like basically what makes a gucci bolt and what makes a standard bolt? well uh, if you want to go more thing? gucci uh volkortsen like one of the things with a, a 1022 bolt is that the recoil is at the recoil spring and guide are off center um mm. which doesn't really hurt it but it's not really the best thing to do with a bolt, right? If you wanted the most yeah. reliable and, and most consistent, you'd have the, the guide in the middle or something like that. Volkortsen has uh, a guided bolt that the, I believe the recoil rod and spring are more central to the bolt instead of mm-hmm. off center, like, uh, like these other ones are. Um, but it is a proprietary bolt, right? So you need, you, you have to run their recoil spring, their guide rod and all that kind of stuff. Cause it's, mm. uh, it's different. Um, I guess we could talk about charging handles. Um, so like the, the stock one, I got a stock one over here. It's, it's a little bit small. I find them very small. I always, I hurt myself sometimes trying to pull the thing back. Yeah. There's, there's really, you you can only really get like a half finger on there to, to pull it back. Um, some of the other ones are, uh, are quite a bit bigger. Mm. Oh, my other one over there will have a bigger one. That one. Well, that one's an aftermarket too. There's an aftermarket one. There, I can get a full finger on that one, mm. which is uh, which is nicer than the the curved one. And then this guy is my big honking <laughs> one that I have on my uh, on my on my maple seed rifles. It's like a it's like a machine. It's like a C9 cocking yeah. handle. Good lord, it's fantastic. There, it, I, cool. I really like this one because there's so much to grab. You, um, no matter where the scope rings or things on the side, like you've always got clearance around to, uh, to grab that guy. Yeah. What, uh, who made that one? Uh, power custom. I don't know. This is out of uh, Brownells. Brownells has a lot of this stuff as well. If you just want charging handles, Delask has a bit of stock, uh, but Brownells has more. Mm. 
I, I try to get your stuff locally if you can, but if you can't, then you gotta you gotta go gotta go remote. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, uh, recoil springs and, and guides. The factory one is captured. It's a captured spring and charging handle. The whole thing is like in one uh, in one bit. Uh, if you go aftermarket, frequently you'll have like the rod and spring separately. And then you can get different tuned springs. So you can get like a spring with like more power or uh, normal or less. <laughs> uh, if you wanted to run just standard velocity uh, rounds, which are a little bit less than like a high velocity, then you might want to run like a reduced power spring so that uh, you're cycling more reliably, right? Um, but it's, a, it's, a, it's an option to, to tune them a little bit more, right? Uh, barrel. You're running the fancy gray birch barrel on that one, right? That 16-inch carbon yeah. fiber wrapped one. And I will say at 25 yards, once I got this thing zeroed, it's ridiculous when you rest it. Like, it's not quite, I can't, I mean, you know, I'm shooting it and I was shooting it off of uh, lying in the middle of a, a dirt road in the middle of the woods on a logging trail on a pile of, on a stump shooting it. But once I got it zeroed in, like... I fired five shots at it and it was dime, dime sized mm. at 25 mm -hmm. years. Like it was ridiculous. And when I shot the one, the first pheasant I shot, uh, I shot it right in the throat off handed at 25 yards. One round nice. and took it, took its head off. Maple seed. That's maple seed in your service rifle experience, right? Being able to take <laughs> those standing shots. Yeah. It helps. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's deadly accurate. I love that barrel. That being said, my stock one, somebody shot maple seed with that and they did very well with it. I, well, I, I think like for for practical shooting, I think the the stock Ruger barrel is okay. Like um, the the loner rifles I have, plenty of people shoot maples, and I've I've shot um, like two two thirties with the stock Ruger barrel and just like a plain loner rifle. I think the the place where it'll show up is if you get into like really well rested positions, yeah. either with a bipod or uh, like a, a in a in a or a PS match or something like that where you're resting then you might start to run into limitations of the, the kind of stock Ruger barrel. Yeah. Cause they're just so, so well, this thing's also, you know, that thick around and then <laughs> your stock barrel is, you know, that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's quite a difference. Yeah. Now that's a sleeve barrel, right? That one, it has a, a tiny metal sleeve going through and then that carbon fiber wrap to, to give it its stiffness without, adding too much to the weight yeah it's still heavy still yeah, actually got some nice. good weight to it yeah i like yeah. it I, I was thinking of putting a muzzle brake on it because i see people are doing that but that would just be to have a muzzle brake on it <laughs> what, a, what if too much <laughs> what if oh, what about a, an a2 uh flash hider so nice. this this yeah. had like the um screw on uh thread protector but it kept coming loose because there's no like nut in there or anything like that to keep it from coming loose so i, I stuck a <laughs> I stuck an A2 flash hider on it and, and a crush washer. I've actually got a spare. Um, uh, I've got a spare fancy little uh, fancy little muzzle brake. Maybe I'll throw that on it. They there run the go. same as the AR brakes. Yeah. Was it half by twenty eight? <laughs> yeah. I may just do that Ooh. just for fun. Actually, I have, a, I have a on there. I have a <laughs> I have a great big metal one that I've got stuck on one of my airs right now. <laughs> I'll throw that on her. Get a big tank break on there. Yeah. Pound of weight to the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We we're just talking about barrels. I guess like barrel length uh, um, for 22, the velocity doesn't really change a whole heck of a lot between 
12 inch and 18 inch like there's not a lot of difference between them so you can really pick whatever you want to in there um this 12 inch is really handy really snappy really able to just move it back and forth my kid was using this at the uh, three gun match oh yeah nice yeah 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 so i got i got the i think that one's a 16 so it's a little bit uh a little little bit bit longer. longer yeah 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 so have you guys been seeing any well you're talking velocity differences, but have you seen any accuracy differences between like a 12 inch or 16, 18 inch? No, it comes down to stiffness on the barrel. Um, like a shorter barrel is going to be stiffer. So you would think that a 12 inch would give you like a little bit more accuracy just because there's not as much room for whip in there. Um, but for a 1022, I just don't think you'd see it. Like keep in mind, like these are not as accurate as a bolt action 22. Like you, you can't, you can't, shoot these against a CZ four five seven. Even this Gucci one, like the the, uh, the one next to me is fifteen hundred dollars. It's still not as accurate as a you know six hundred dollar four five seven. But shoots faster. <laughs> <laughs> Double tack the gophers. Yeah. Uh we talked about oh in terms of like where to get barrels in Canada. Uh you can get takeoff Ruger barrels for probably like a case of pill case of pilsner if you find the right person because yeah. people people take their rugers and they pull off the uh factory barrel and they put on a gucci barrel and then they're left over frequently left over with those other barrels so those are easy enough to find delask has uh barrels gray birch has barrels um i've been making a barrel yet what's that oh yeah maybe i make yeah. one yeah. go buy yeah. a barrel from ryan yeah, yeah. no proof makes one as well mm-hmm yeah yeah, there's uh, there's there's really lots out there uh, for for barrels. Uh, stock, <coughs> you need a stock. I guess you could run the stock Ruger one. I think the most popular like upgrade one would probably be like a a Magpul X22, like mm-hmm. this one here, the X22 Hunter. Yeah. Um, it's uh more ergonomic than the original one. The uh, the grip on there is just a little bit nicer. Um. Did you put they, that cheek piece on? Yeah, yeah. They sell cheek pieces for these things, but they can't get high enough. I can run the very high on on this one, and it's still not quite high, not enough, high enough for me <laughs> for me to get my face on there. So uh, yeah, because that's my stock one, and it's uh, it's it's way low. So yeah, I, I was going to buy very the highs. cheek. I was going to buy the cheek risers for it, but I'd heard the same thing that even the big cheek riser is like man. And I've got something similar to what you've got for an M14 that, you know, no longer exists. So I may throw that on there. Yeah. Drill some holes in it. Boom. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. These are like super practical, like a Kydex cheek riser uh, that's adjustable and you can get it on there. Yeah. Super, super practical. Um, What other stocks are available out there? What else do I got around me here? I got the Graybird stock. Bunch of them available. Yeah. Super lightweight. Adjustable cheek rest, adjustable mm. uh, butt pad, AR grip, a end with lots of M lock on it, QD push push button. Is, it, uh, is that cut for Arca as well? Almost looks like it. Uh, well, you know, you, um, this this is something I actually discovered recently. You can go on AliExpress and get M lock <laughs> to Arca rails. They have them on AliExpress. <laughs> now, if you want to get nice ones that are that like aren't crap, um, 
Metalworks. MDT, I believe, makes some. MDT has their own, mm-hmm. um, which you can get for the MDT uh, chassis. Um, Marginate Metalworks also makes uh, yeah. uh, an M-Lock, uh, a Canadian-made M-Lock to uh, uh, Arca Rail. But, so what uh, the heck is Arca Rail? I have never heard of that. It's it, a uh, camera. Thing. You know, you know your camera, uh, Clampy Dude. Oh, okay, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Arca, uh, oh, and and if you get a complete rail all along the bottom, you can clamp on your bipod and move it around back and forth. You can get a bag that has a clamp on it and have that on <laughs> and move it around. So think about PRS. Think about cool. like, okay, I have a ladder. <laughs> I want to put this thing on. I could put the bag there and then move my rifle to it, or I could have the bag attached to the rifle in the perfect place and then slap it in there. And then <laughs> it's just steady and ready to go. Genius. That's cool. And then you can also put it on a tripod because a tripod will a a camera tripod will have a camera arca clamp on it that you can now now your rifle's on a tripod right so (laughs) um, really popular for the PRS and long range shooters. Neat. Uh, uh, MDT has this is an MDT Oryx uh, chassis. I'm just I'm just getting a video uh, done for this one, and uh, they sell an arca rail for this thing that's like contoured to it and everything and. I'm probably going to get it because it is, it is the way to go for, uh, for getting um, like, think about your, like a bipod on M lock, like M lock is not that great for that kind of thing. M lock's good for like lights and that kind of thing, but could you like a couple little yeah. slots in there and that's supposed to hold it on. If I'm torquing the crap out of it, it's never going to work. Interesting. Whereas there, I got a, this is an, this, this, this is like what Arca would be that, that clamp uh, there. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's wow, what you would have the, the rifle would, Yeah, the rifle would have that rail, and then this thing would you just cr- uh, cl- clamp it on there, and it's uh, it's not moving anywhere. There's okay. and there's two. There's a smooth arca, and then there's like a scalloped one. That's that's basically like you really lock it in on the scalloped ones. Um, and uh, that's good. That's, that's super cool. Okay, I didn't know that was a thing. I've got a a, a bipod with a camera mount, but it's like. 15 years old so it's the little plastic wedge shaped thing you stick in and it wiggles everywhere yeah yeah um and there's some more stocks out there there's a bunch of like ar style stocks like sbi makes uh makes an aluminum stock that you can get like an air buffer tube on it air pistol grip um and all that and aluminum front is of course you get archangel ones too that make it look all fancy (laughs) yeah yeah does it become an ar after that I mean, according yeah. to the RCMP, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing to think about when you're buying your stock is that it might not, I'm, I'm assuming for, so uh, Kyle, for you, you need a stock screw. You need an action screw. It may not come mm. with a stock and uh, it's something you'll, you might need to grab. Right. Same thing with the uh, pins and all that kind of stuff. So you get, if you get a, a trigger group, if you get that BX one from uh, from Cabela's, this is what it'll come with, minus the, the mag release. won't be this cool paddle one. It'll just be like a stick one. Um, but you also need the cross pins that go through there into the receiver. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Now that you mention it, I have was a year ago I built this thing. I'm looking at it. Yeah, there's no pins left in it, <laughs> and there's no <laughs> bolt. So that's in my new stock. So Gotta get I'll have pins. to buy some more parts when I sell it. You might need there's a the the right on the back of them they need a, a buffer as well so it's a, typically like a sacrificial like plastic or rubber or something like that 
uh, that bit fits in with the back of the bolt right there. So that's what that hits uh, at the back oh, okay. of its travel. So a uh, rubber one will be a little bit softer, but a lot of these are just like pretty, pretty hard plastic, which works as well. Uh, I don't know. Anything else to mention about these things? I mean, there's lots of ways to build them, right? You could, you could build one for, uh, for maple seed. That's uh, that's perfect for that. You could build one for uh, like a takedown one for hunting grouse and that kind of a thing. You could build a PRS 1022, something for shooting long range. Yeah. Yeah. A three gun 1022 for your kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, and the nice thing about happening with this one. Uh, sweet. The nice thing about 1022s, it's like an AR 15. Everybody's had one. Everybody knows how to fix them. There's a billion parts out there for them. You can mm. build one for. What are they like? Four hundred bucks to buy them now? They're not expensive. You can get the gray synthetic ones for like three fifty, three hundred, yeah. somewhere around there. That's like the yeah. cheapest one that they sell. Um, honestly, if you're going to build one, you might just want to buy one and start replacing parts. Because by the time you get like, there's like, I don't know, the the barrel and the V block. I didn't even mention the V block, but there's all these other little parts that you'll need. Um, so you might want to do that and then. I don't know. Upgrade as you go. Maybe. Ah, crap. I got to buy a V block for this one too. That's another <laughs> gun. I forgot about the last cut. Like if you want to get a, like all the parts, the, the last has the all last. of them. Yeah. yeah. So, so you just do your order through them and get all these tiny little parts, but make sure you've got the list of which parts you need. <laughs> so you don't go to building like, Oh, I'm missing the buffer or something stupid. And then you're stuck not having to, to shoot it for any time soon. Yeah. Yep. Anything else to mention? Go buy a 1022. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great yeah. little guns. Yeah. Are awesome. Save up and yeah. buy parts because this one's not going to be cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and you can cheap out on some well, of the parts. It could be cheap. I just know I'm not going to make it cheap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun stuff. Nice. All right, let's get into listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing, just on Ruger 1022s, though. Check out his online inventory of new and used 1022s, uh, firearms accessories for the 1022, optics for the 1022, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. I don't know if we added any of the listener emails. I don't see anything. Mm, There's a ladies day, the caribou challenge. Yeah. And I'm wondering if we can actually mention that because he's been posting it on our September 3rd and 4th. It's on practice girl. It'll be at Lone Butte there. It's a brutality match. It's a brutality match, which means like, uh, less like race guns and more like physical combat <laughs> between you and the stage. You're going to be lifting heavy things, throwing things, shooting in between there and, uh, and doing all that kind of stuff. Gears, weapons, and equipment is to carry, be carried throughout the entire match. Hmm. Sounds, sounds brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, armored division. Yeah. Yeah. Forbidden. To yes. drop stuff. Fun. Uh, we got an email from Paul here saying that complete gun repairs in St. John's, Newfoundland has some uh, handguns. So 
Uh, if you've been looking for one, that's sort of the one thing I found. All these like little hole in the wall shops that I haven't heard of before. Uh, they've got like fantastic inventory. Um, yeah, that's true. Sorry, sorry if I insulted anyone from Newfoundland, but I just don't know of any gun shops there. And uh, now I know of one. And uh, they've got handguns. I hear. So if you're looking for some handguns, check them out. Uh, let's get on to. I think for Facebook, we've been mostly doing it. Mike was mentioning that 19 inches is the optimal 22 barrel length. Uh, but I know for a fact that Mike has a 1022 that's not 19 inches. He has a tiny little uh, Rimfire Race Guns 1022 that is not 19 inches. I refute your claim, sir. Maybe it looks 19 <laughs> inches from his end. <laughs> no, it's just a little shorty for like spirit sure baby, eating, right? Sure yeah. Maybe yeah. that's 19 inches. <laughs> his wife, he told his wife. Gotta make, gotta yeah, make a penis joke. Told his wife. Gotta yeah. make a penis joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We covered the caribou challenge. Armored gear. Lots of stuff to go through there. Yeah, Let's go check it out on practice like, score. Yeah, it's like if you're if you're in BC, pages. if you're in BC or if you're in like Western Alberta, uh, you can probably make a trip and uh, check that out. Uh, finally, if you'd like to email the show, send your email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Uh, we could also use your help on Patreon, help uh, monetize the channel so that the CRTC can uh, uh, legislate us and tell us that we're not CanCon. Uh, we're on Patreon at Slamfire Radio. Uh, shoutouts. Kelly says me. That's very selfish of her and on brand. So, yeah. Okay. Hey, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, joking, I'm joking. Dave? Uh, everyone has been hammering the CFC this week with, uh, with, uh, with uh, pistol transfers. So, go buy handguns and uh, enjoy them while we can. Awesome. Uh, my shout outs for you, Dave. Thank you for sharing your information. I was going to say that too. How to get in. Because, Happy to uh, break things. I'm going to try that tomorrow. Good. Let me know how you make out. Be curious. Well, hopefully I get my transfer in because uh, I don't know how much longer we've got. We keep getting threatened, eh? Like, a, like yeah. this week, it was like Tuesday. Something's going to happen Tuesday. And like, yeah, ah, a lot they of pushed that. it off. And, like, yeah. You've got a week left yeah. before it rises, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Oh, and if they do that, then it's not going to happen until September. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Well, if that comes around, I would be happy because I would probably move a couple of guns off the shelf and maybe put a couple of different guns on. I kind of yeah. like Dave. Yeah. I kind of like your idea of duplicates. I kind of want another shadow on on the shelf just in case. Yeah. Um, oh, the shadow on the shelf. Two shadows. New Christmas. Shelf. New Christmas thing. <laughs> Forget your elf on the shelf. We've got our shadow on the shelf. Gather, yeah, gather around, kids. There's a shadow. Yeah. On the shelf. Hey, kids. <laughs> you want to go shoot an Ipsic match? I'm in production. I'm a combat handgun. Yeah, right. Shadow two. No one believes you. <laughs> your lies. <laughs> Mo, Kyle. People in my country are very large and strong. Carry my, uh, my shout out was also for Dave because uh, I was pretty frustrated about initiating the transfer until after I talked to him and he brought me luck. So thank you, Dave. You're welcome. You Glad got rid Dave of your shadow on the shelf. Next time I, I see you, you my shadow on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. your, your heavy duty pistol that pretends to be, a, oh yeah, I'm a military and police pistol here. I'm in production. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways. Before we go too far off the rails, check us out on Gunners Canada, like us on Facebook, and we'll see you next week. Yeah.
Good night, Kelly. Kelly. See you next week. <laughs> Good night, Kelly. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.